Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. This is Judy Wick, and um, uh, this uh, past week, uh, just one of my closest friends, Candy, who lives in Arizona, uh, came out to California. The circumstances were not good. Unfortunately, her son was in a hit and run accident um, a week ago and is in the hospital and he is he is doing better for which we are so, so grateful. But that was the reason that my friend uh, came out here. But because she is here, I had asked her earlier if I could interview her for a podcast and uh, she's staying with us this weekend. And so I said, do you feel like you're up to it? Would this be the time? And again, because uh, Jonathan's uh, prognosis is is definitely improving, um, she thought this would be a good time to do it. The reason I want you to meet Candy is not only um, has she been just a lifelong, again, just one of my dearest friends in the world. We were roommates in college. Uh, in fact, the, the very fact that we can pull off this interview and, and pretend to even <laughs> act like grown-ups is going to be something for anyone that knows us. Um, but anyway, um, the life that she and her husband Art have with their blended family and how they are serving Jesus full throttle in life's second half, I believe that she has a story and some examples to share that we trust uh, will be an inspiration to those that are listening. So Candy, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's so fun to be sitting across the table from you. It is. Okay, it's, and we're, we're going to awesome. do this, girlfriend. We okay. Are. Just don't so, make eye contact. I know, right? And so I just would like for you to tell the listeners um, just a, bit, a little bit about your family, the size of your blended family, how many grandchildren you have, etc. Okay, well, we actually have eight children, their spouses, 21 grandchildren, but we moved to Gilbert, Arizona three years ago to be right alongside six grandchildren that live in front of us and two that live across the park. We're living in a about a thousand, less than a thousand square foot casita that literally God provided for us. Um, and so our ministry right now is to come alongside um, these parents, my, my daughter and her husband and my son and his wife. Um, part of that story is that my daughter and her husband uh, several years ago adopted a brother-sister, half-brother-sister set, and my uh, little granddaughter, Hope, who is four and a half, has some special needs. She is a, uh, a precious little girl with processing disorder, sensory processing disorder, and so she needs some habit, uh, habitation and respite care, and I get to provide that. So mm. that's, uh, we knew all that coming into it, and that's been a blessing just I'm, I'm steps behind them in a little casita and then of course just being there Christina is an author and a speaker just written a book I got had the privilege of editing uh, her ex book called extraordinary so I've been there on the sidelines to be able to encourage her and also care for children so I have I have been a, a nana um, in all caps over the last three years 
And Candy, I love how obviously we stay in touch regularly and everything, but I do love how you have really put grandparenting um, just as such a priority. I mean, your grandchildren are so precious to you and being a new grandma and having uh, our first grandchild at, at eight months now, it's like, yes, I get it how, how much we love these grandchildren. But um, tell a little bit about what it's been like just to be there hands-on. I know that you're, you're working especially with Little Hope. Um, I want you to tell the story about Hucky and what happened recently with okay, that. Okay, if I could back up though, I know I've set the grandparenting role uh, bar a little high. Um, seven of the eight, well excuse me, uh, my youngest isn't ready for this yet, but I have been able to potty train. So I take them on for three to four days nonstop. I, I stop my life and I do Nana's potty camp. And, and I have some interesting information out there if anyone would like to hear how to conduct a Nana's potty camp. Oh. It's been incredibly successful and it's a it's ministry to me to be able to potty train my grandchildren. And a blessing for the mamas. And exactly. <laughs> so Huxton Truth is the fifth, the fourth natural son of my uh, kids that live in front of me, but he's the fifth boy uh, age-wise. And a couple weeks ago, he has had a problem with mole, excuse me, warts. And that's it, just, it's a, been a horrible thing, but he had to have some burnt off and they're, they're scary. They are contagious and they were spreading. So Christina had to keep him separated with baths and towels and it, it couldn't touch him. It was just really an ordeal. But he had gone to uh, a dermatologist and had them burnt off and he was in so much pain. And I came in one morning and he was sitting there with these big tears and I said, Hucky, do you mind if Nana anoints you with oil? And just a little side note, I am into essential oils. So I went and got my best frankincense oil and came in and I said, now Hucky, we are just gonna pray for you. And we are gonna expect Jesus to touch you and heal these um, very, very painful um, places where, and they were oozing. I mean, he, it was just a mess. And, and it wasn't just one or two, it was tons. And so I, I came in and, and his mommy stood there and we anointed Hucky with oil. And uh, just in the name of Jesus, Hucky, Jesus died to, to uh, heal you. And so uh, I prayed and then did apply some essential oils, but within five minutes, and that's by the clock, Hucky was off the chair mm. and completely mm. uh, out of pain and ran around. So a little later, I said, Hucky, I think those essential oils really helped you. Look at you. He said, no, Nana, not doTERRA. Jesus touched my um, sores and Jesus has healed me. So a huge leap of faith wow. for a five-year-old. That is so great. I just love that story, Candy. And what a, just, I mean, he'll never forget that. No, he will he not. He will never forget that. God, and just what yeah. an example of His God's. first real understanding of how Jesus can intervene and how Jesus really is our healer. Mm. Well, Candy, I know that um, friends of Christina and the church where you go to, I know that there have been young mothers that have sought you out. We call you a, a mother magnet. So just tell about some of the stories of just young moms that you feel that you've been able to invest in their lives. Well, it kind of started actually when I was on staff. I was a spiritual growth pastor at a church for 14 years and 
the last several years of that tenure, I was a lay counselor. Well, I was a pastoral counselor. And so I had kind of started realizing that was one of my spiritual gifts in um, much deeper ways than I ever understood. So then moving to Gilbert, I, those first few months were difficult. I, I didn't have my office anymore. I didn't have um, the people that I had been regularly counseling. And Christina one day said, Mom, God has provided you a new season in which you get to now pour into the lives of people that matter the most to you, your your children and your grandchildren, and then just people that God is going to bring into your path. And so literally I have, like Judy said, kind of been a, a mom magnet, and that sounds kind of, you know, prideful, but all I can say is Christina has friends uh, that their mothers are not nearby or they don't have good relationships with their mom for whatever reason, and I've been able to just have an mm. open-door policy Many, many uh, younger women have made their way up my little path to our little casita's door, and I have spent hours with mamas um, just pouring into them. And, um, you know, a couple years ago I went to San Francisco when, uh, when Jonathan was living there. That's one of my twins. And I first realized that that was a calling God had on my life, uh, just an assorted group of women who had not, who did not have relationships with their mother. I just went a couple places with them, and Jonathan introduced me as his mom. And these young girls, 20 to 30, just started uh, just trying to find ways to be near me and mm. just let me speak into their lives. Just even say how beautiful they were. Just asking about their lives, what uh, what brought them to San Francisco, and I heard stories that were just amazing. And so that really has been a ministry. If I were to say one thing, um, aside being a, just from the grandparenting aspect, I, yeah, the Lord has helped me be a mother magnet. Well, Candy, just thank you for being so open to God. And I think that's one of the things that just, I mean, drew me to you early on. I think that wherever Wherever you are, you've always found places to minister and places to be a blessing. And you've never said no to God when he has opened some weird doors, mm -hmm. some uncomfortable doors, mm -hmm. some hard doors. Mm -hmm. And it's like you've been there. You've been willing to minister mm -hmm. and to talk to people. Not without some struggle. Right. It's not like I'm some sainted woman. I mean, oh, but <laughs> I know to say yes. Absolutely. Now, um, Candy's husband, Art... Um, was teaching Spanish for, I don't know how many 42 years before. 42 years. 42 years. Long career, mainly uh, advanced placement. Okay. Um, some college he has taught. So, yeah. Then he so retired. So Art retired, mm -hmm. and how did that Three take years for ago. him? You know, he flunked at retirement, Judy. <laughs> he, uh, he gave it a shot. He did teach that first year we were in Gilbert uh, at a private Christian high school, but he only taught two classes or three, I think, uh, a day. A lot of extra time on his hand. In our home, a lot of Fox News. We heard it over and over. He'd tape them and we'd just hear them, the same segments, over and over. And I realized he was kind of, ah, he just wasn't himself. He just didn't have the spark and the motivation to, uh, he, he's just passionate about teaching Spanish and I realized he missed that. Then the next year he actually had some heart issues and so he wasn't able to teach. He was incapacitated uh, 
oh, those were some hard days, mm. but we realized he needed a pacemaker. Once he got that pacemaker, and that's been mm, about a year and a half now, last, the beginning of this last year, 2014, he actually was hired to teach junior high Spanish, um, something he had never done, but he has found a new level of uh, enjoyment teaching eighth graders Spanish. And, and I love what you said the students say about art because <laughs> art is, and I know he probably wouldn't mind us, hopefully, mind us telling that he just recently turned 70. But what did the students and faculty say there? The, it's gotten around that this is a teacher who says he's 48, but he says he's 70. Uh. <laughs> so he does have a lot of uh, energy. Uh, he's just, he, he's in his... Uh, zone when he's teaching Spanish. He's passionate about it. He loves people. He loves kids. So yeah, here's a 70-year-old that's start, starting a new career. Um, he's going to teach. He just got offered a contract for this next school year, which oh, we could have some stories of why I didn't think that was going to happen because he is zealous and kind of gotten parents nervous and faculty nervous a time or two. But yes, he has an, uh, a new contract and he's uh, He's excited. And to, to know art is to love art. He is just, he is just a true gentleman and uh, indeed just has this passion for teaching and uh, working with young people. I thought it was also interesting that just recently, uh, as a little side note here, but that you and Art went and made a purchase of a motorhome. We did. And I love what your main purpose is for this motorhome. Well, it's to travel. He has uh, children yet in Southern California, so and it gets a little warm in Gilbert where we live. Um, so the months he's off in the summer and weekends and who knows what all, we will be going into California. F for one, his mother, who is just about 90, um, is still alive and she's she's been failing, so that was part of it. We can just go pull up in front of her house or who knows. Kmart lot and we'll be there uh, Walmart is not into Hatchby okay. but we will pull up and uh, just be there for her and then also his other children uh, live along the coastline in Southern Cal so uh, and just to travel and then all into Mexico that that's his passion is Mexico he, um, so we will be doing uh, some ministry out of our motorhome we're so I excited just love it in fact candy and art are going to join uh uh yes this summer going to mexico and i i just love their hearts that it's like you know here's here's a motorhome they're going to have fun um you cannot be with art and candy and not have fun so they're going to see a lot of beautiful things they're going to be with family there's going to be a lot of fun and games but also at the core and heart of everything you do, there is just ministry. So Candy, uh, for someone that might be listening and you know they're, they're at the grandparenting stage and life is just hard and tough right now and you know they just need a, just a glimmer of hope and to really be able to see their role as this real ministry. Is there just some words of encouragement you could give to someone listening that might be feeling a little just out there and just they just need that personal encouragement well until God calls you home at whatever age that is you need to be involved in vital ministry uh, you can't ever say well I used to do this for the kingdom if you're still alive God has reason for you to be alive and so look around you what where are you where has God placed you and 
don't put limitations because you're older. Don't put limitations because you feel like you don't have anything yet to give. You do if you're still, if you still have breath, God has a plan. And so don't just sit back in the rocking chair and say, well, that's what I used to do because if you're still alive, God can use you. Absolutely. Candy, could you just say a closing prayer? I could. And could I also ask, you know, for my son, Jonathan, who's 28, who is now out of danger, but he needs prayer just, mm, God would direct him and guide him. He'd surrender and then for healing. He's got some months ahead of rehab uh, with uh, severe brain trauma. Um, But uh, that's mama's heart. a big God. Yes, indeed. So Father, here we are. It kind of makes me laugh that I'm praying uh, on this podcast when I used to not even want to pray. And Judy prayed for me in our little dorm room one day that God would let me pray publicly. So God, this is to your glory that I'm praying publicly in front of my friend Judy. And I'm not laughing, but instead I'm really coming before your throne with a boldness. And I'm going to ask for anyone listening to this, if they're discouraged, if they sense that their days are over, God, renew in them. Uh, the desire to uh, rise from the dead, wake up from their sleeping, and let your light shine on them. Mm. And just give them purpose and joy and let them live outside of themselves. God, let them not be so focused on who they are or what their physical limitations are, but God, what is right around them that you will, in through them, uh, endeavor them to help the kingdom and be uh, productive citizens. God, I'm, I'm amazed at how you've provided. And um, most of it is that I refuse to have pity on my situation. I, 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 once I started feeling sorry for myself, God, it felt like everything came to a, a, a just a horrible place in my life, God. But I began to look outside. And, mm. and as I did that, I, I know, God, that you will in, allow others to do that as well, Father. And I just thank you for this opportunity to be with my friends and bless this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Candy, so much for coming. Mm-hmm. We did it. We acted like grown-ups. We did it like thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with Yes or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.